Um, you ready to rock? Oh yeah, man. Just white dad things to say before we get in the car. You guys ready to rock? Dude, that's what I texted you, right? I was like, ready to rock? Turned into a white dad. I got no kids. Yeah, exactly. Let's boogie and uh, let's get ready to rumble. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. We're your host, Dylan. And I'm little tiny Joe, and I'm so happy to be talking to you all again today. This is a great subject for us today. Joe, what are we going to talk about today? Fee, fi, fo, fum. I smell at least two hours about talking about abnormally sized, sized humans. <laughs> 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 Well, we're talking about the reason why you're dressed up in your uh, early Judah warrior wear. If you can take a good look at the guy, he's dressed as David, because we're going to be talking about giants today. Does early Judah warrior wear have its own section on eBay or is this? (laughs) It's right next to fetish wear and uh, cosplay. Yeah. Weirdly enough, this has a zipper around the crotch. So if uh, to, to, to get um easy access my pants off easier yeah it's there mm-hmm. just kidding i actually lost the pants i'm wearing uh, regular human pants but top's pretty sharp <laughs> it's pretty sniffy here looking pretty strong. look at that oh man good quarantine lounging muscles just chilling and... what a beast david is not depicted as nearly as shredded as you are you would give him a run for his money uh, i don't know i feel like a david in life you know it's you know under underestimated but small you know yeah, is it because yeah. of the time where you were uh, staring at your neighbor and they were taking a bath and you went over and fucked her? <laughs> That's a good David story Did David for another podcast. Yeah, Bathsheba. Her name was literally Bathsheba. It's like, okay, try a little harder. She's taking a bath. You, you named her Bathsheba? Bathsheba. Yeah, That's he was crazy. married at the time and so was she, but you know, it's all good. The Old Testament wow. shit, God, it's like, it's all good, man. They don't yeah. really care about all that. As long as you he, win. Well, the thing the is that he didn't just cheat and you know, have her cheat on her husband he cheated he actually sent her husband away to war so he'd be killed in the front lines and then it worked and then he could bang his wife it was like pretty cool and that's the father of uh judah that's the king that all of it's based on <laughs> all the judaism like that's our guy david we'll david, get to him, classic classic ancient move of the masculine side of dating send the guy off to war get him sure. killed date his wife the ends justify the means in the ancient world it's kind of like pearl harbor it's hard to judge in him, a way yeah. is it or you know kind of pearl harbor move type of thing. yeah yeah that yeah, kind yeah, of thing like yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure that for sure that actually that's actually right all right so let's yeah. get into it what's so, up with giants so Joe, uh, I think let's uh, let's take a look at some famous giants throughout history. And you already mentioned one of them. We got David and Goliath. I'm going to have That's... you start with this because sounds like you know more about the mythology and sure. possibly not even mythology. This could be just true stories. We're not sure. We're here to tell you what we might think that might be. Exactly right. We're gonna we're gonna preach the news and then we're all gonna decide on it together. So that's a good point. The first thing I think of usually when I think of giants is Goliath, you know, growing up and learning all the Bible stories and things like that. So this is actually from the book of Samuel. 
part of the Old Testament. A big part of the Old Testament is all describing to you how, uh, you know, the Israelites are the chosen people and, and how they're God's people and all that. And David, in the story, goes on to become the first king of Judah. So that's the first actual, you know, state or whatever nation you'd say that, that the, uh, the Jews built after their exodus and all that. So this is where Dylan's point gets a little, uh, you know, salient here because there is pieces of reality in the story. I mean, there's many tribes that were fighting at that time around that area. One of them is, uh, you know, the Jews and one of them is the Philistines and the Philistines is another large army from around the area. They come stomping on their territory, trying to take over. And there's a million stories about, uh, you know, the Jewish warriors and the Philistine warriors going to battle with each other. Just insane, you know, ancient, ancient warfare shit, just kill everybody, rape everybody, all, all the goods. But the difference is God is on their side. So it's okay. So the problem that they're having is that there is a fierce warrior on the side of the Philistines and they call him Goliath. That's his name. Uh, he's a giant of a man. Quite literally, he is a giant. He's supposed to be, you know, twice the size of any other man. And he couldn't be defeated by any soldier. He was just taking people out left and right, hacking them to pieces. Uh, so there's no, you know, statistics in the Bible about how big Goliath is. They there just, is. Is there? Oh, is there really? Apparently. In... I, thought, I thought it was just, you know, uh, <clears throat> allegory. Yeah. So go ahead. In 1 Sam chapter 17, verse 4. He's yeah, Samuel. Ten, yeah. yeah, he's uh, 10 foot 6. And this is in oh. 10, 10, 10, 10 BC. Thank you. Oh, that's, that's good. 10 foot, 10 foot six. So that yep. must've been obviously, you know, corrected afterwards. Obviously they didn't measure things in, you know, imperial feet <laughs> at the time. Took out the but, tape measure. <laughs> 10 foot six. Yeah. On the they docks. didn't even say feet. They said like how many stone taller you or, or heavier you or whatever. Stone. Um, yep, yep. But anyways, uh, he's 12 hands high. Uh, anyway, so the guy was huge, uh, big enough that now we use that name as a uh, synonym for giant. This man was a Goliath. Like they just use that name as you means you're huge, you know. Um, so, yeah, he's a big old Philistine. And there's this little guy, David, who fights in uh, the army for Judah. And he's such a tiny little guy. And he's a shepherd, I believe. But he wants to, you know, fight the good fight. He goes into battle with a sling, which... When I was a kid, I thought that was amazing. It reminded me of like going like Bart Simpson with a slingshot to go to feed your enemies. It was a super cool kid weapon. Um, but a sling was a little bit different than a slingshot because it happens to be not elastic like a slingshot. You're taking a solid piece of ribbon-like material like canvas, and you're creating this centrifugal force when you're adding that around your head. If you throw it just right, you add so much speed to it that you're throwing a projectile that can really hurt people. I mean, it's fun, you know, in the Bible stories, like you're going to throw a rock and kill somebody. They don't want to hear the story about how David cut Goliath's head off slowly with a butter knife. It would be kind of more gruesome and less heroic. It's just, he shot him with the arrow or he threw a rock at him. But those slings are the real deal. In ancient warfare, people use those things. People were killed with them quite often. You know, in places that weren't as apt to build bows and arrows, slings are the earliest way to do it. Throwing a rock with your arm is not nearly as powerful as using a sling to whip it around, hit someone in the face. They actually did work. So as the story goes, that just adds more to the factual <laughs> nature of there perhaps was a, you know, a young soldier who proved his mettle by, you know, killing an abnormally large man with a sling. It's very well could have It's also kind of funny too, like just to think, mm. like, imagine like you're, you're nervous, you're running into battle and you're just charging and you and say it doesn't kill you, you just get hit in the chest with a fucking rock and you're like, oh, it's... <laughs> 
Ugh. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> like, every right, time you breathe. knocks the wind out of you and you're just like. <laughs> it's because it's so primitive warfare is 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 the most gruesome of it all, quite frankly. And it's oh, like, yeah. There's it's no so efficiency personal. at all. It's just all brutality, no efficiency. Just Nothing. Yeah. You hear about like soldiers in modern day, you know, sometimes they have to pick up something in the room and kill someone with it because they ran out of ammo or whatever it is. But back then, that's what Very it rare. was. It was. That was how rocks. you kill people. Yeah. Yeah. Rocks. You kill them with rocks. Like, yeah, take a rock and smash the guy's head in or take or or get slung in the chest by a rock and then just get yeah. knocked over and then someone cuts your head off like that's yeah you don't even die they slowly tear you to pieces like yeah yeah from the outside you look fine but the inside all your internal organs are just <laughs> yeah. smashed and you're just, you're just like bloated I, mess on 45 side. minutes before you die oh, it just sounds bad really bad like i said it's it's funny if you didn't it, if it didn't hurt you bad enough it would just be like a real like wrench in your spokes <laughs> yeah yeah to be Quite. <laughs> to be a little bit futuristic a couple of wrenches in the spokes um yeah so anyways, twigs go- in your spokes here yeah. uh but so yeah so yeah he goes on he defeats goliath he goes on to be the, the king of judah and he meets bathsheba and all the cute stuff which eventually leads as, as an insane part of the bible that they go on a genealogy trip it's like two chapters where they just say names of men until they reach joseph who is the father on earth of jesus it's very strange but it's part of the story anyways as uh, you know, we might think for most subjects we cover on this podcast, it's not an isolated incident. Much like anything else we talked about, these things are going on all over the world. All different cultures have their ideas of them. And that's another fascinating thing about the shit we talk about is that it's never or almost never an isolated thing. It's, it happens all over the world and oftentimes independent of each other. Someone in Japan who was believing in giants, which was happening at the time, didn't talk to someone who was living in Judah at the time, but they still were both telling tales of giants, giant people. For example, there's Baylor, the one-eyed god of death. Now that's from Irish mythology. Baylor was the king of a tribe of giants that were had said to have, uh, you know, colonized Ireland in the early parts of the world, like in the ancient times, the giants are the older people. This guy had one eye, might remind you of another giant that might come up later. Iborgs. Iborgs. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you pull up a picture of the front cover of Iborgs. Oh yeah, Iborgs is worth watching. If, if we can bring that up in any context, we will. Anyways, Iborgs. move on. Yep. Uh, so he, uh, yeah, so he had one eye, and if you ever caught, if you ever caught his gaze, you die instantly. So they call him the god of death. Mm-hmm. So if you ever even saw him, you would be dead. It kind of sounds like cheating to me, but the one yeah. eye thing reminded me of another famous giant, which these creatures are very closely associated with giants the only difference is usually the number of eyeballs in their heads and that's a cyclops the cyclops is a giant human with one eye sometimes they'll add a horn or something but the major idea is it's just a giant person uh and the most famous is which has to be polyphemus that's from the uh, the odyssey that uh, great greek story with odysseus that giant traps them in a cave and they have to defeat it by fashioning a spear out of a thing of wood lighting on a fire, poking them in the eye, little eye poke. So again, we're in Greece, we're in Ireland, we're in, uh, you know, the Middle East. They're all having stories about giants. Uh, one of my favorite ones, though, is the mythology that has the most giants for sure. They're giant heavy. Giants are a huge part of the mythology. And that's brought up slightly the past, North mythology. North mythology is all about giants, the Jotun. In Jotunheim, the world of giants, it always comes up. They're always fighting giants, and giants are trying to take over the world. But this is my favorite one because it involves uh, a couple of contests when it's not as 
simple as slaying a giant who's this evil force like David is. And so Odin, who's the king of uh, Asgard. So if you don't know what that is, you probably haven't watched a Marvel movie, but they don't really explain it that well. <laughs> it's a little different in the comics. But he's the, the king of heaven, basically. Odin's the, the father god. He's the Zeus guy. So he's out hot to trot on his eight-legged horse, feeling like a real hot shot. And he goes to Jotunheim, the land of the giants. And he, he goes to one of the giants there, one of the toughest giants of all the giants. So he's already a giant, but he's the giant. This is the giants. This guy's name, I got to make sure I read it right. It's Krulnir, uh, and he's uh, one of the Jotun. So he's hanging out in Jotunheim, and uh, Odin comes up to him in his eight-legged horse, and he goes, I bet I could beat you in a horse race. My horse is faster than hell. And the guy goes, you're on. You're just a stupid Asgardian. I'm a giant. You guys are a little tiny, you know, basically looking like people. They ride their horses. The giant loses the race. Too bad. And he starts pouting and Odin feels bad. And he goes, you know, what? I do feel bad. My horse does have eight legs it's way faster than your horse. Anyways, uh, I want to buy you a drink. At least I can do is go buy a drink. So they go to the local tavern in Asgard, whatever that means. I mean, being a bartender in heaven sounds like hell to me, but it is what it is. So they go there. <laughs> they get a couple of horns of uh, mead, I'm sure. And uh, unfortunately, you know, giants are, they're classic belligerent drunks. The guy starts getting off his ass. He's all aggressive, belligerent. He starts talking smack to all the gods of Asgard saying, I could kill every last one of you people in here. And I'll spare the two goddesses, Freya and Sir, and I'll take them back to Jotunheim with me. Basically, I'm going to kill all you you know, pussies, and you know, I'm drunk on being a giant. So they don't take too kindly to that. They, uh, they give their resident ass kicker a call, and they say, hey, Thor, are we going to stand for this? This guy is... We're buying him a drink. And he's talking shit about all the Asgardians. So Thor comes up and he goes, I'll see you in, a, in a one day. And I'll, I'm going to take out the trash, as it were. So Hrungnir, none too happy about that. But he, he's here to prove he's going to kill all these stupid gods. Comes back for the duel. Hrungnir is wearing head-to-toe stone armor. So a giant wearing armor from head to toe, all covered up. And with him as a weapon, he's yielding, uh, wielding rather a giant whetstone. So like a whetstone is what you use to sharpen a blade, right? Uh, before we had those awesome, you know, spinning, turning things we have now. And so he's carrying a whetstone that's like the size of like a giant blade, a giant hammer almost as his weapon. He's like, I'm going to crush you with a rock. You know, I am the rock. And uh, Thor goes and hurls his hammer, Mjolnir, towards him, smashes the whetstone to pieces, goes right into his face, dead. One shot, one shots him, all over. And as the legend goes, that whetstone cracked into millions of pieces and fell to Midgard, which is where we live on Earth. And uh, that's what we call Flint. You can start a fire with it now. It's all from the whetstone of the uh, the giant. And to round out the uh, the famous giants, <clears throat> I had to bring up what I would think that is even a more famous giant story maybe than uh, David and Goliath. Can you think of one that I missed that might be more famous? Uh, I'm possibly thinking of some of the landmarks that you come across when you're driving to California from the East Coast. Um, one of them is of a lumberjack. Is that who you're talking about? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you know what? I didn't think of that one. There are so <laughs> many giants. He's referring All to right. uh, Paul Bunyan, ladies and gentlemen. Would you like to tell us the tale of Paul Bunyan? I don't fucking know anything about Paul Bunyan. I think he's a, he's a lumberjack. <laughs> Who, he's an um, American was, lumberjack. He's a giant. He's an American lumberjack. Yeah, um, yeah. Did he have red hair by any chance? I don't think there's anything about him having red hair, but he did have a giant okay, blue ox. 
He had a giant, giant blue ox called Babe, and he would cut down the trees with one swing of his axe, his mighty axe. Yeah, and that's um, oh, definitely no red hair on that guy. I mean, he is the classic lumberjack um, oh, yeah. that we find on the paper towels, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> Ronnie. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. and um, Yeah, Fall Bunyan. I, I can't believe I didn't think a, of Fall Bunyan. Of course, classic giant. Yeah, he just has like tall tales of superhuman labors and has yeah. babe the blue ox. Um, awesome. Tradition I think he, North he American made lodges. pancakes the size of a house or something. He did all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, which isn't quite as amazing as a real guy's uh, <clears throat> ability with um, things you consume. And I don't know if you're going to talk about him because he's not a myth. He's a real dude. Uh, no, I just have the one the one last uh, famous giant from fiction, which is, I can't believe I didn't think of Paul Bunyan. Can I guess? Sure. You can guess again, yeah. I can't think of anyone else. <laughs> Why did you ask to guess? <laughs> thought, you had something I thought, loaded I up. thought if it's that easy, something has to come All up. Right, I, mean, yeah. I got absolutely <laughs> nothing. That's Not even okay. one remote guess. Okay, go. This is the one that first came to my head before uh, Goliath even, and that is the giant that doesn't have a name, but it's from Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, yeah. Fee-fi-fo-fum. I smell the blood yep. of an Englishman. That's what it came from in my head. The giant of Jack and the Beanstalk. So... I did look up the summary of Jack and the Beanstalk just to make sure I was right about the facts of it. So I wrote my version of it. But when I looked up the summary of it, I found someone's summary. And I think it'd be worth reading after mine. Just just, just to go to show you that I actually do think for myself. I don't just copy articles online. So here's my thing of it. Jack and the Beanstalk is a story of a poor English uh, farm boy. His family's dirt poor and they're starving and they have one cow left. They send Jack to the market, right? to sell the cow and get food for the family. He gets swindled by someone who says, I'll sell you these magic beans for your cow. Uh, and then he comes home with the magic beans. Obviously his family's devastated. They're all gonna starve to death all because uh, Jack got swindled by a snake oil salesman and Jack's a fucking idiot. And he sold his family down the river and he's a terrible person and he fell for shit and you can be blamed if you get tricked, all right, people wake the fuck up. Anyways, he gets the magic beans and he plants them in the ground and these things are gonna grow all the food for my family. Doesn't grow food grows a giant beanstalk that reaches all the way up to the clouds. So Jack goes, he climbs the beanstalk. Uh, at the top of the beanstalk, there is a home and some versions the house, some versions the castle. Jack goes ahead and does a B&E, breaks in to try to steal shit out of this person's home. He finds they have a goose that lays golden eggs. He's stealing that. Turns out it's a giant and the giant wants to eat him. I smell the blood of an Englishman, fee fi fo fum, that whole thing. So Jack takes the goose that lays the golden eggs, and he figures, now my family will have all the money we need. He climbs down the beanstalk, and as he gets to the bottom, and the giant's chasing him down the beanstalk, he chops down the beanstalk, the giant falls and crashes, and the tale is over. I don't know what the moral of the story is, besides you can go against your family's wishes, putting them in mortal danger and possibly starving to death, um, but it's all fine. And then you go into someone's, uh, house where they live you steal their valuables and then you kill them i don't i don't there's no other way to put that story i mean it all works out for him i, I feel bad he's poor but it's like what the fuck is that so so i had to look up because i want to remember the end i'm like how does the giant die does he fall and he so i looked it up and this is the this summary i got i'm just going to read it as it is um and this is how i got it. so it's obviously the early part about the cow all that it starts at as as so Jack enters the castle and sees a giant woman and asks her for food because he hasn't eaten since yesterday's lunch. 
the women gave Jack food, but when her child-eating husband comes home, Jack hides in the oven. Once the husband falls asleep, Jack escapes the oven, steals a bag of gold, and runs out of the house. Jack does this two more times, stealing a chicken that poops gold and a gold harp. The last time he travels up to Beanstalk, the giant husband sees Jack and he's running out of the house with the harp and chases after him. Once Jack goes down the Beanstalk, he cuts the Beanstalk and that's the end. I kick things off with, <clears throat> excuse me, with, excused. With, uh, with giants that may have been uh, on earth. Um, we can start with a quote from Abraham Lincoln actually from 1848 the eyes of that species of extinct giant whose bones fill the mounds of america have gazed on niagara as ours do now and just to kick things off with abraham lincoln and we're going to go back a bunch more years to the book of enoch which <clears throat> is one of those um secret books of the bible that uh were possibly intentionally left out of the bible but it was most recently like rediscovered i think was... i think certainly intentionally left out i don't know yeah the we book can of get enoch into it a... but i think it is deliberate in this record of that but i don't know exactly i think so too and there's a lot of reasons why they would leave out the book of enoch i mean you can come up with a hundred different reasons but mm -hmm. it's very simply that there were um in the book which they again they most recently kind of rediscovered in the 40s oh we haven't um, mentioned that yet uh when did they discover these books? Uh, so they were part of the Dead Sea Scrolls, which had a lot of other different stories in them or books um, mm -hmm. that were left out of the Bible and, and books that were in the Bible. So it was like the Dead Sea Scrolls are basically another, um, and I think it was the Hebrew Bible, it's, which is basically the Old Testament. It's, yeah, it is the, the Old Torah. Testament. Yeah, so it's, um, uh, I forget what country in the Middle East they found these in, but some some farmer went out and found, he discovered a cave, dug into the cave, found all these clay pots, like a lot of clay pots, really? opened them up, found scriptures in them. So those are called the Dead Sea Scrolls and they're perfectly preserved. Um, and those were discovered in the 40s. And on, on those, um, in those scriptures, which were on, you know, I guess papyrus, is that the old ancient paper? Yeah, yeah I'd imagine so, yeah. Yeah, they found um, other books uh, in the Old Testament that were almost identical, other books in the Old Testament that were a little bit different, and then they found books that weren't in there that they know of, like the Book of Enoch. And the Book of Enoch can be summarized by um, God has what's called the Watchers, and he sent them down um, Who to Earth. Who watches the Watchmen? <laughs> exactly. And he, he called them the son of God, sons of God. Ooh, and, I'm already sensing a little bit of blasphemy here. Mm -hmm. might, want, not, might not want that in the Bible. And he dispatched to earth for the purpose of instructing and nurturing humanity in proper rich, ritual and ethical conduct. And what did they do? They went and banged everyone. <laughs> That's Classic that. angels, dude. Classic angels. These guys are apparently pro like bigger, stronger, more awesome. They They're supposed down, to be enormous, sex. right? Like, like, you know, three stories tall or something, right? Like, Weirdly not just enough, like I couldn't find anything about the watchers themselves height. Uh -huh. um, it doesn't really mention that too much. Yeah. From what I um, heard, I don't think that it, this is probably not written down the same way that Goliath's height is written down in modern day uh, things. But yeah, from what I was understanding that they were not just giant in the sense of they're like being nine feet tall, they were like 30 feet tall and they were like literally gigantic. The size of a building. Yeah. So, so what I got Angels. is that the 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 watchers um, were 
just specifically called that and their name in the book was Grigori. Um, and so again, they had sex with everyone there, like just came down and just kind of wreaked havoc. Cause they're just like, just a bunch yeah. of kids getting out, having a good time. Um, and they Get impregnated, they impregnated a lot of people and the, the children of the people they impregnated were the giants also known as Nephilim. Um, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, those are the exactly. big ones. Yep. Those are the big ones. And then, <clears throat> Excuse me, and then um, the children of those also were were giants as well, and this became a big problem for the world. Um, I imagine it'd be this. a problem for the mother the first time it was born. It essentially, be a it's human woman. Very big. I mean, people die in childbirth all the time, especially back up before history started. But I'm sure that God could probably figure that out for them. Just kind of magic it up. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so. What happened then is when when Enoch, who was a prophet, so the book of Enoch, he's a prophet, he found out about the situation with everyone and, and is very upset, told God. And that's part of why they think maybe this book was left out of the story is because um, it's the only book in the Old Testament that depicts God as having more, I guess, hu- humility. Yeah, like um, he fucked up. Well, not, well, actually, I didn't think of that. It, yes, but he also didn't really like seek punishment um he's pictured as, as he's pictured as more of somebody who is a little more forgiving where oh, the other I see books, what, he's I someone see to be feared so yeah, yeah so he's, be... he's uh he's given him a break in other words where in the old testament usually he's you know more of a scary uh all-powerful you know watchful dad to you exactly yep yeah, yeah he's designed by the book to to instill fear in the people so they can yeah. behave in society in fear of god and this is yeah. the only book that doesn't really describe that doesn't go into detail about that so i think that's really a big part of why um that's a very good left point, out yeah. so this is um you you corrected me on this one but this is not the first time that giants appeared in in sort of historical text but it's a good right. start but yeah us. like like i was mentioning before we started the podcast yeah canonically it would be right because that that is that's said to have been taking place like during the earliest stages of humanity, right? It wasn't happening like when Moses was hanging out. It was supposed to be like way before in the very far mm-hmm. past, right? So mm-hmm. as far as the story says, it would have happened before all of our other giant stories, maybe not before the one with Odin, because that's also like before humans. But, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's obviously not written then, you know, has written well after that, but you know, it's an, it's an early, uh, it's an early depiction of it. I think that mostly the reason why they would uh, keep it out of there, which is, definitely the reason why you said because of that whole idea of it but in the new testament god you know he acts much nicer and he brings his son there and it's all nice and good i think it has a lot to do with the angels part of it as well because angels are depicted so oddly in the bible but they're always depicted as like these perfect beings that have like come from on high and the idea of putting angels in the bible and telling them they're going down and they're fucking it up and they're doing whatever the fuck they want they basically got in there they sodom and gomorrah themselves you know or the angels in the bible with sodom and gomorrah they they like were so you know revolted by the place that god destroyed the entire city but meanwhile in the other book the angels are doing all the sodomy and the gomorrah if that was a word so i don't think they want that in there because it kind of fucks up their story and not only the fact that you know, maybe it could be that God was, you know, being a little more like, oh, yeah, I fucked up this time or like I'm being more merciful. Yeah, I just don't think it's good to have it in there with that. It just doesn't jive with the message. And that was not on- the only book they left out of the Bible. And in the books that they left in, they did, you know, a lot of work to to make sure it left the message. Whatever the Bible meant in the year, you know, 1000 or 900, whenever it actually was compiled all together, all the books in one thing called the Bible, which the Bible 
just the word means basically like the collection of books. It's not like actually supposed to be, this is one book about Jesus or God. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that, you know, everyone had the, the full concept of it then uh, without thinking, all right, we have to try to make this a certain way because this is kind of weird as shit. But they kept a lot of weird shit in there too. So it's hard to say. True. Yeah, no, no. Kind of from then on, there's stories about giants everywhere. Asia, more Middle East, especially yeah. you said Norse culture, big, big, big time. Um, and to the United States. Native Americans. And, there's a lot of Native American stories about tons giants. Of, eating yeah. People. Native Americans are equally as important as Norse. And I'll get into that shortly because mm-hmm. um, they seem to be related. Um, Interesting. But I have a, I have sort of a timeline here of like, so the thing is, Giants throughout history have been widely disproved and it became about on, um, I guess Reddit is really what kind of exposed this in the mid 2000s. Um, there were a lot of pictures of pictures of giant skulls, pictures yes. of giant bones, pictures of all these things. And you go, well, that's clearly a giant that had his gigantic. Yeah, there's a good picture. I'll put it up here of uh, three archeologists around. There's a big human skeleton. It looks like the size mm-hmm. of a giant. It looks very accurate, especially for mm-hmm. early Photoshop. But yep. ultimately that was what it was, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, um, but there's uh, of that timeline, these are accounts of, 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 of giant threat history. So again, present day man on average, let's just say six feet. Um, some quick facts about, yeah, yeah, I take, I take resentment of that, that subject. (laughs) The average man is six feet. Go fuck you. Well, it's just yeah. So nah, neither nah, of us nah, are six nah. feet people. We're I, we're not. I mean, so we're average height. I'd say. Yeah, I'd say average average height guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Statistically, three out of every million people in the world are abnormally tall, which I think would be like over six eight. So that's six foot okay, eight yeah. and up is very. Odd. So it's probably like you're in the top whatever. Two <laughs> the or top one percent. <laughs> <laughs> how's the weather up there get all our giant jokes yeah. that way in the top percentile they'd have to you know define that as yeah most people who are born and never reach the height of six eight so if you reach that you're in a very small portion of people which we consider abnormally tall and we consider gigantism right that's the word right but i, I do, do you specifically have gigantism just because of your height i thought that had to do with the fact because you have a um uh, an abnormal pituitary gland that leads to the disease that is gigantism. I think you can Correct. be called a giant if you're a certain height, but I don't think you have gigantism just because you reach a certain height. Like Shaquille O'Neal, for example, I don't believe he has gigantism, but he is one of the tallest people in popular culture. That's a good point. Um, but I'm not sure if he has gigantism or not, because I think that he's, you know, relatively healthy. I mean, he played, you know, in the NBA for years and he's still around with us now. I think he's going to now have a nice long life if we're lucky as opposed to people maybe like andre the giant who did have gigantism and then he died very young relatively because of his yes. medical conditions i don't know if that's, if that's um hard and fast rule but i do think that people could be declared like a giant like you could be declared um you know legally you could be declared a little person and you could have you know medical benefits from mm. that but you actually don't have dwarfism like uh, mm. in your genes i wonder if that's the same for gigantism you could be legally you know, too tall to ride in a cab, but you don't actually have a pituitary gland issue that causes your body to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. It's a really, really good way to distinguish the two, um, for sure. And um, I mean, Andre the Giant could have also died because his unofficial record is in one sitting, he drank 156 beers. Fucking legend. 14.6 gallons in one sitting, which is awesome. 
Uh, just amazing. I mean, he used to order multiple chickens for dinner. That means like <laughs> full chicken, eat like three or four of them. And then, you know, a case of beer was like, a, was like, you know, that was like an appetizer. The guy would drink an entire case of beer and be like, what's up? I mean, he was a beast. Yeah, it's 156. His lifestyle was not at all healthy and he was a wrestler. So he's going to die anyways, but he had so many health issues just because of his size and, you know. Yeah, you're going to get blood to all those areas and like it's just it's a, it's a stress on the joints and the heart is really what kills exactly. him. Exactly. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that has to do with um modern giants. But and weirdly enough, and you're going to have to pull a picture up of this for everybody is they think that the Cyclops was um Can I guess? Yes. Does it have anything to do with Dumbo? Weirdly enough, it does. Yes. So Joe is right. Uh, if you, I had to look it up because I was like, there's no way. Elephant skeletons look like humans with one eye. Mm-hmm. So if you found that, um, besides the tusks, you'd be like, that's a hu- gigantic human with a giant hole in its head that is not like from getting hit with a rock from yeah. a sling, for example. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's, there's no there's no two holes in the middle. I was going to bring that up later. I'm well, glad they, you brought are, that up. They're kind of over like here somewhere, but it's yeah, not their like, eyes, you can their eyes them, are, but like but, yeah. the giant hole top. So that looks yeah, like a I giant was going to bring cyclops. that up because yeah, for years, people would find uh, uh, elephant skulls or mammoth skulls and believe that. It's the same. There's also a species of elephant that existed for, you know, a million years or so that was called the dwarf elephant so it was much smaller than the modern elephant but it had the same structure so you'd see like maybe like a you know 10 11 foot tall skeleton when it has the the head with the eye you would think the eye missing it's actually the trunk but you wouldn't know that from the skeleton and that seemed to be like an early indicator of like oh see the story of the cyclops is real look at we're looking at cyclops skull right here that made me think of how many times that must have happened in history and people would have thought the same thing like um for dinosaurs you're seeing all those skeletons and thinking well that that's their proof right there dragons existed there's a dragon right here same thing with the uh the cyclops and the elephant skulls it seemed to me i don't yes. blame them for thinking that it does look like it but you don't know any better it really does i mean if i came across that now in today's day i would still go holy shit <laughs> Dude, we found a cyclops. <laughs> I might not do that today, but yeah. Uh, a couple thousand years ago, I, I for sure would. I'd be so excited in the moment that I'd be like, dude, it's real, man. We got this. We found it all. It's a cyclops, clearly. That, that is the yin and the yang of this podcast. <laughs> that is the yin and the yang of the podcast. Is I get really excited off the bat. And then then, I, then at the end, I have to try to disprove what I what I what I researched and what I was so excited about. So that brings us to the most conspiracy side of this entire podcast. That let's get into it. We're gonna get into it. They're real right. giants that really existed. We're not talking about elephant skulls or cyclopses or drinking contests in Asgard. We're talking about real life existed on Earth giants. And I was going to open this podcast with just simply just say giants are real. Period. No question. I have zero doubts. That's how I went yesterday. End I of felt. statement. I'll be like, I don't even need to talk about them. It's so blatantly obvious that this is a real thing. I can't even, I don't even have nothing to say. Yeah. Um, Just, it's, a, it's a known fact, but we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we didn't dive in though. Gotta yep. dive in and find out. We got to dive in and find out. And the reason that we think that, that, that a lot of people had no doubt in their mind that these are real is mm-hmm. like I said, in the mid two thousands, there was this big thing online where people photoshopped um, almost every single picture of giants, giants, uh, skeletons were disproved. And yeah, and early it's, Photoshop it's, probably tricked so many people. I mean, before the technology was so new, 
um, that there's just so many early internet things that looked like, you know, this is real, whether it's like murder photos or, you know, cryptozoology things like the chupacabra, all that stuff. It was so well done back then. But if you look at it now, it looks like a fucking joke because we know what Photoshop looks like now. But at the time, you know, if you weren't making a Hollywood movie, you couldn't make something look like that. If it just looked like a Polaroid. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's crazy. And, and, and I, but I, it still can be very hard. Cause like, I'm currently looking at a picture of like a, 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 a burial site in Montana um, in a mining town next with a picture there. And it just, it, it's just, it's for me, it's, it's, I'm not an expert, but the picture looks like it was taken in 1976. Yeah. There's well, that, that's the it. problem. It's that Photoshop gets better too. And people get better at it. That's why you can't prove things exist just by looking at a picture of them. Unfortunately, you exactly. Be a little bit more. Unfortunately, scrupulous about is, your data and for what we know so these giants that are again let's go over some features or some some situations with these giants so the ones that we're talking about specifically are related to norse culture which makes that makes you think this might have been a thing they were mm. all over norse culture like yeah. you said these are big part that's of it, yeah. big big part of it um, and the giants I mean, think, that think were... like uh, how in Christianity they think of like uh, demons and things being like just a natural part of what happens. That's what they thought too. It's like, oh yeah, this giants that just is. Yeah, it just is. And um, it, the one of the most compelling cases is Minnesota, where so again you have giants in Norse culture and they seem to like what? Be... Minnesota. <laughs> yes. So the um, Minnesota giants. I mean, wait a minute. What is this? No, not the giants. The Minnesota Vikings. And <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to say. I was like, well, there's the New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings. Like, what did they match that up in between? The Minnesota yeah. Vikings. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so the towns, the, the the a lot of towns in Minnesota, there's a lot of there's there's a gigantic population of people from that part of the world in Minnesota. Yeah, big Scandinavian as well. population there. Scandinavian yeah. situation going on. That does on make there. sense why they would be called the Vikings, whether it's still a cool yeah. name for your team either way. But yeah, well, we know the Vikings were there, and there is there's some evidence that the Vikings came came to minnesota weirdly we know the vikings were in minnesota minnesota this is news to me scandinavian descendants entering minnesota in the year 1820 is is not the same as them saying that vikings were in minnesota want to know why i do want to know why okay all right and this is before christopher columbus this is before yeah we already talked about leif erickson the year 900 or so you know reaching the new world but that was you know nova scotia it wasn't so thousand miles deep into the continent Sure, but the channels of water that bring you to the Great Lakes are, are you know, from the Atlantic Ocean, still the same area. So, oh, I mean, roughly. Interesting. So, interestingly enough, um, Minnesota, it's not just random. They didn't just, like, just get here and start walking. Um, there's a lot of copper in Minnesota. Not and enough what, robbers. <laughs> what, did, what, did, what did the Vikings like? They liked bronze. Having sex. Oh, yeah. Bronze. Yes. And that. And all that. It's all good. Um, they liked bronze. And if there's a gigantic natural. Um, uh, is there a vein of copper that exists in uh, Minnesota? Perhaps? Is that what you call it? I was thinking of like deposit, but vein could be a word. Too. Yeah, deposits it too. But yeah, you call it like a, a section, like a, a vein of gold or copper or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so to, for their so there culture. Is so he, yes, there is. So it's very clear and, and based off of burial sites, um, Know what you're not going to use to find Native American burial sites? A metal Mine detector. Sweeper. 
Yes, that's close. I said the yeah. wrong word. That's what I meant. Not a minesweeper. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I thought of metal detector. And I was like, what is that? Yeah, mine, minesweeper. Yeah. Oh, no, metal detector. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but what if I if you use a minesweeper, um, <laughs> and it goes off on these ancient burial sites, it's likely Vikings because they're the one. Besides naturally occurring metals that do right. happen, and they would have readings, the metals. They have the metals. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. They have so the and they had them back. So they think that they came to america for the copper so that brings us to the native americans who so you have the the norse culture and their giants then you have native americans who also talk about giants a lot right um and the native americans would talk about giants not because they had giants within their population it was because that the 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 vikings were basically already there um and those Ah, were the giants yeah and those giants and in those stories that the native americans talked about are shared from word to Mouth to mouth. <laughs> what do you say? Word of mouth. Okay. They mouth, mouth to mouth, mouth information. Mouth to mouth. I'm gonna give you mouth to mouth, baby. They talk into your mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those those giants they talk about had red or yellow hair, were between all right, I wrote this down wrong, but over six feet tall, mm-hmm. double rows of teeth, six fingers, six toes, and they usually have arrow holes in their skulls. Mm. Those skulls they found usually have like they were killed with arrows lightly so, colored hair two rows of teeth extra finger oh. mm-hmm. extra finger extra toe, extra toe. Um, were quite tall and so this is where oh, people geez. get crazy so <clears throat> so um and this segues into everything so in the u.s there's a lot of these burial mounds especially in the midwest um and <laughs> we can pull up some pictures of these things they some of them look like landfills some of them are enormous i mean they when i say landfill like a giant landfill and some of them look like they're just burial mounds that are you know you could you could fit uh, a school bus under i mean they're not that big but some of them are very big it's still pretty big i mean using a school bus as a measurement usually means it's pretty big anyway so it's like there's the tiny no, ones you can maybe do a school bus but uh yeah true but the big ones you could do multiple school buses oh yeah yeah like a real landfill like they're really really big and they're like unnatural. a municipal landfill for like a city or something yeah damn yeah yeah um and those so there's there's no question that those are man-made um it's just in the history that we know of they're made by the native americans um totally could be true but they could also there's that's a lot of material to move as well and then that's where they the accounts where a lot of the accounts of finding these large skeletons in the u.s which i have a uh, some data on that there's um I'm trying to think of how many there are there's thousands of them and there's thousands of accounts of these yeah. of these burial mounds there's a lot of them and what makes them think that particularly these were the norse pe- people or the um or the giants um are is the stonework that's associated with them usually so yeah. in all these myths, with the burial mounds there's, a, there's yeah. stonework around them yeah, oh, yeah there's stonework around them and some of these some of those stones weigh i think a modern day crane, the one I was able to research, can lift 18, 18 tons um, for these stones. 70. That's pretty big. 18 tons is very, very large. I think your car, I think, weighs two tons, if I'm right. Mm-hmm. A most average car, 18 tons is about um, what a modern day like skyscraper crane can lift. Um, and some of those stones that they found were up to 20 tons. So that's a pretty big thing to move. Um, wow. The Native so... Americans that- that is, that is insanely large to move. So it, is the idea maybe that a modern day crane cannot perform a task that a giant could? 
Is that the idea? Yes. Okay, exactly. because I would think that, you know, if a modern day crane can lift 18 tons and these stones are five tons, you'd be like, wow, that's amazing. I mean, people couldn't move those just with their bare hands. You need a modern day crane. But but the claim is that they're even larger than what a modern day crane can carry. No, yeah. You're losing me. You're losing me a little bit. You're seeing a skyscraper? Those things are fucking huge. <laughs> well, this crane isn't picking up the skyscraper. It's picking no, up no, it is not. But but it is the peak, it's peak technology for construction, right? They're going to build the, the crane that is the, the cheapest and the lightest that can lift the most. And I can't imagine they build a crane that, uh, you know, could lift less than a stone that people were lifting back then. But that indicates they lifted it at all. 20 tons is 20 tons. The, uh, I don't know the make and model of the 18 tonner, but that's the, the, the one that I found. I don't believe that the rocks are not 20 tons. I believe that a giant might not have been the one who moved them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's possible. I believe it's the weight possible. of the rocks. I just don't think that they maybe they were there. The earth can move that a lot easier than people could. But so now I'm getting confused. I'm getting my wires crossed. I don't mean to keep interrupting you unless you keep going. Because now I thought that the idea might be, okay, these are, you know, Scandinavian and Nordic uh, people coming in. And as a Native American, they would be on average... Scandinavian people were taller. They still are mm -hmm. genetically on average taller than people with Native American mm -hmm. DNA. So you'd think, well, you know, classic mouth to mouth uh, storytelling. <laughs> uh, they're, you're going to exaggerate. They're, they're larger. They have more teeth. They have extra finger. Like, you know, you make them more like a, looking like a monster. So I can hear that like, okay, that's what they were saying. The giants were these people. But then you're also saying that there must have been actual giants because even a Scandinavian man like uh, like the mountain from Game of Thrones, the strongest man in the world at one point, even he can't lift a 15 ton or sorry, 20 ton boulder. So or, or are they the Vikings or are there also giants the Vikings brought with them that they had to build a bigger boat for? I don't, giants I the Vikings brought with them. Okay. You think okay. people excavated tons of bones throughout these times and gave them to the Smithsonian. So this is a trustworthy source. We found sure. some crazy shit about human history. Oh, you're gonna talk about the guy who is the head of the Smithsonian at the time? I, okay. I actually, we, do, I don't have, I, know, I, I, I do, yeah, because it, it all relates to the, the only evidence that I have. So. Mm. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to get ahead of it. I just no, remember it in my head. No, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Smithsonian, which now is, and was then a super reputable source for uh, you know learning about science. It's the museum of america i mean why wouldn't you trust them with this kind of uh crazy find if we found giant bones today i'm sure the smithsonian would want to hear about it exactly so um so they first think that these thousands of giants they dug up the smithsonian and other uh, other people destroyed them all because it didn't align with manifest destiny that's the first thing where they're like well hey how can there be giants because there's no bones and they say well they destroyed them all because it didn't align with uh, with their philosophy. We're already getting wildly speculative on that. <laughs> that's what they're saying. I'm not saying that's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's, that's what every saying. single, that's every single one. Well, why is it, why can't we see that now? Well, it's easy because they don't want you to know the truth, man. I mean, come on. They, they destroyed every single one they had. That's very, that's very suspect because we still know about it, don't we? I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, and, and they have, they on record, apparently 17 cases, the Smithsonian mm -hmm. uncovering giant skeletons over seven feet tall. Mm -hmm. um, and there's no record of that, any of, of like those situations, the Smithsonian denies it. And yeah. you were going to bring up the the current, uh, sorry, the, uh, at the time, the, the, I guess the president or the guy who was, ran the yeah, Smithsonian. Yeah, he was the head of the Smithsonian. Yeah, he was the, the in charge. 
and he was yeah. super I, I don't have his name on hand just because when I was doing the, the, the research I learned about him but yeah he was you know a picture of the guy who's the, or a woman who's head of the Smithsonian today you'd be like well this person's obviously an expert when it comes to all kinds of science and history like you have to be well versed and well respected to get that position this man was firmly in the camp that giants do exist so not only was he being impartial about it he was actively seeking out giants he, he was like a giant loving guy it was like his passion. It would be like if today the guy who was the head of NASA was super into UFOs, which I'm sure that person's probably, you know, interested in the idea. But if it would made it their life's work to find UFOs, I mean, you get a lot more evidence coming in. Wouldn't necessarily be more or less credible, but that seemed to be what the idea was at the time. Is it was kind of like the craze going on in the newspapers and the on all of finding new um you know, new kinds of people. It was the same era of, you know, learning new things about, you know, the freak shows going around. Just newspapers and information was going around more and more often. The idea that giant people were going around was like all the craze, which I think is a big reason why Abraham Lincoln was even talking about the idea of, I mean, imagine being that big of a deal. Imagine if we had a president of the United States today going and making statements based off of crazy wild hearsay of a bunch of lunatics talking bullshit. Imagine what that would be like. (laughs) Strange. It's not like that anymore, apparently. No, well, no, this is well. As of today. Yeah, yeah, it was a while ago. I'm just saying, imagine, you know? Yeah, imagine. Crazy. So, um, so that's what the that's what they'll all tell you is that yeah that that, that the Smithsonian it's, might it's have 300 giants in the basement or it's all been destroyed or whatever it is because that's the thing with these nor like Nordic red haired dual rows of teeth giants. Um, but there's also there's the the thing that compels me the most is um, a book came out called the Encyclopedia of Ancient Giants, and mm. it's a 500 something page book. Um, that's that, a giant book. Woo, giant book that this book is not really it's not speculating and it's also not telling too much of a story it's a decent read um but what it is is it pulls together collections of uh, it it has pulled through uh, and sorted different periodicals and newspaper articles from Mm -hmm. the 19th and 20th century about giants and so so it's it's what the people it's the history. It's how do you word this? It is, it is putting your putting yourself in the shoes of the people at that time and reading what they would be reading in 1836, 1850, 1905. That's interesting because that even though it's a, probably usually a secondhand source like an interview or you know people writing about it, that still is like a, a primary source. I mean that is what people were publishing at the time. That's much more uh, to sink your teeth into than just you know mouth-to-mouth stories over a generation i mean actually being able to read the article that's pretty cool exactly so these are primary sources um that's exactly what they are and the cool thing is is um since it's the since it's newspapers um there's some small hand stories too about like i mean literally there's so many in here there's thousands of accounts of people unearthing um bones that they would measure to be eight feet in length if they put it together the bones were eight feet oh no the skeleton was eight feet. well skeleton yeah sorry they okay were, yeah gotcha. yeah like a it's femur crazy, can, be, yeah. can be like 10 percent longer than anything they've ever found type of type of documents in here yeah um not documents but type of um probably pretty cool so yeah. i was just skipping through and i was like i wonder what's up with massachusetts um and i wonder what's up with providence rhode island where you are mm-hmm. and oh, there's yeah, a really okay. quick excerpt from rhode island it says mm-hmm. providence county um it was called Burroughville as it was and as it is in 1856. It says Burrowville, a few years that's ago, the sticks. 
That's like, uh, you know, Belchertown or Amherst of uh, oh, Rhode Island. Uh, Rhode Island. Yeah. Okay. So um, a few years ago, a discovery was made. And this is in 1856. This is written. A few years ago, a discovery was made by one of our citizens, which reveals the physical character of <clears throat> those with whom our ancestors had to contend. In 1836, Captain Samuel White, in excavating beneath his woodhouse, found the remains of a human skeleton of proportions altogether unlike our modern inhabitants. He called several of his neighbors to view it, and among them was Dr. Levy Eddy. The body was lying upon the side with arms folded, head bent forward, mm. and knees drawn upward. It was exhumed, the bodies were put together, and all parties were surprised at its gigantic height. Um, so on and so forth. It gets, it gets into a couple of things, and it says, oh, he must have been as much as eight feet high. Wow. And there's thousands of those stories in here. Just giant um, uh, people. Yeah. So, so that's, so the thing is you can disprove a lot of the photos, a lot of the other things, but the periodicals that we're pulling from, um, that's a story. And then there's a, there's almost identical stories in Gloucester, Massachusetts near me. There's, um, wow. there's pictures of um, artifacts they think belong to giants or whatever it is back um, in giant Salem. Giant toothbrushes. This brush is giant. far too large for a normal person. <laughs> giant crocs all the stuff that you'd find back then you know but giant bow tie well now that was just from a clown that was a mistake <laughs> um did you see the giant footprint in south africa i saw a rock formation that looked like a footprint yeah i did see that okay we're gonna pull that up guys so we can see it it's like a gander what do you think so, of that? yeah part of part of my dive on this one so usually what i go through i go through the things that i already know about it and i look at those up to re you know re-understand learn again what they are mm -hmm. and then i started to dive into a little bit towards more of your territory about it, and i started to look into like okay what are the like out there theories about this that maybe you know conventional wisdom isn't addressing because i think it's worth looking into um but this one was particularly fun because i just typed in giants are real on youtube and then went on a, on a rabbit hole and it was <laughs> fucking awesome I mean, it was hilarious and going through all the comments and stuff it was kind of depressing because of the amount of views and me understanding that these people aren't watching it for the same entertainment value that i am and they're taking generalized information from them and taking it as fact and they're the kind of people in general not always but the kind of mentality is the same thing as that oh well, it's because they destroyed all of it because it doesn't fit with their narrative man Okay, whatever, maybe they did. Um, but yeah, so I saw a lot of these. And this one I saw in particular on a video, which was a guy who I think is kind of a self-professed like a giant archaeologist. He had uh, a video of him finding this giant footprint. And he kind of reminds me of a ufologist, right? Because you dedicate your whole life to doing it. And lucky you, you found the stuff you're looking for. Isn't that fortunate for your career? Uh, so he found that. And he also found a what he called a petrified giant shoulder blade, which looked to me to be a large slab of rock. But he was quick to show you that when you pour water on it, it looks wet. So it's a shoulder blade. I don't know. I, I wasn't convinced. Did you, did you, were you convinced of that? It does look like a foot, but that doesn't mean it's a foot. That's all I'm saying. So I didn't see the shoulder blade. I think that's hilarious. Um, shoulder blade is pretty good. Not as convincing. Um, the foot's much more convincing looking. The foot is very convincing looking for a couple of reasons. Um, Step it one. looks like so so i can tell you what it looks like so it looks like somebody so when you step into mud the mud um gets displaced in a way in a certain fashion yeah like it kind of rises up and curls around your foot as it you know as it goes up yeah yeah i think about putting your foot in wet sand or or mud you know that's you a really perfect start, analogy yeah you'll yeah, be able to it, see the picture but yeah yeah it does that the the weird thing about that the foot is that um two things um, is let's start with the most obvious. It's it's like this. The foot's right, foot's right here. It's on the side of a rock. 
Right. Yeah. So, it's, it's not, you know, like a, a normal footprint you'd find would be, you know, facing the earth, like towards down, but this one looks almost like you're on one of those recumbent bikes, like your, your feet are straight ahead yeah. pushing up against it. Yeah. And we know that giants didn't have those. So, um, <laughs> we know so, for a fact, giants did not have recumbent bikes. They only had <laughs> unicycles because they're too dumb to think of two wheels. And also yeah. giants are dumb. I don't know if we said that yet. It's the classic, uh, you know, balancing out of your powers and abilities and mythical stuff. If you're a gigantic, you have all that strength. You can't be smart too. giants are stupid. Okay. They pick things up and they yes. put them down. You know, they're not very intelligent, but they'll crush you and they'll eat your bones. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Anyway, so, more on with this so is the, the rock, South African one, though. the yeah. South African rock. Yeah. It's on its side, which again is not, you know, there are dinosaur footprints like that too, because yeah. of the way that the plates in the earth move and move right. rocks yeah. or whatever it is. Not but common, thing, but it's not impossible to have a footprint, so, you know, horizontal. Right. So the thing, there. the thing is, is a lot of those dinosaur footprints were genuinely like put into were um fossilized yeah they're fossilized in mud and and you can it, it based on the type of rock it is it's like it was actually mud this is mm. granite which means it was lava so you oh, have to yeah. really stupid giant to step in lava and then have it harden immediately like that i just feel like that's that's pretty crazy you know like yeah it, they, it would have to cooled very fast to keep that shape right if someone just stepped in it yeah yeah and like we don't i've never stepped in lava but i i uh, barefoot but not good that's not good news no, no you use it i mean you'd probably you'd disintegrate your entire foot doesn't matter how big you are if an elephant stepped in lava it would disintegrate its whole foot that's just right the right. nature of the beast but that is um can you imagine how bad that must have smelled the big giant foot roasting oh, yeah just like just like burnt hair um oh which gosh. is kind of what burnt flesh smells like and, it's, and you know they don't it, wear shoes either because look at the footprint because look at the footprint no shoes clearly no shoes at all so stinky old um, dirty giant feet yeah so <clears throat> so that's the thing if it was like a different type of rock or whatever it is you could say well it's it was clearly mud or whatever it is this was it's mm -hmm. granite so according to everybody that's lava if it's in its yeah, liquid it's form it's lava mm -hmm. um so that's kind of rough you know and sure. why is there only one you know the whole big thing but sure. um yes yeah, so that's that's an interesting one um and what do i think i mean it looks so much like a foot but it could also just be a rock formation. It's a, it's there's there's really no way of knowing. It's interesting. If I was there, I'd love to go see it. It'd be fun. It's I would like about, to see it in person too. I, I don't know. What, what do you think it is? Four or five feet tall? I think five, maybe. I think it's one foot tall. One very large. <laughs> it is one foot tall. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks like it's almost the size of the guy when he's showing you it. I mean, we'll see in the picture. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's almost as tall. As, yeah, it looks huge. Yeah. I think it's, it's very convincing. I mean, if I was a little kid looking for, you know, giants in the woods and I saw that, I would be fully convinced that I found a giant foot. And that man has that mentality right now. <laughs> very proud of him. This is from the Newton Daily Republican of Newton, Kansas, about a story that came from Connecticut in 1897 about workers... Um, uh, uh, digging under a church and finding a petrified giant eight feet in height and built in proportion. Um, and they think it was at least 150 years old, blah, blah, blah. This whole, it's five, 600 pages of this book. 
are just stories like this and they have measurements they have like we brought a doctor out we brought a mortician out or or whatever yeah, you know, that is compelling are. that amount of uh information even if it's not you know 100 accurate just the sheer amount of it it's definitely um compelling yeah to me yeah and there's just and the thing is there's just this, the sheer amount is is correct i mean again thousands of these stories about yeah it just, it's not a just reading you're just reading the words about the thigh bone is tw- the femur is twice the size of the ordinary man it's um, wild it's really really interesting and it's in there everywhere um so that's something so for me the, the evidence of all the other people telling me that the, the smithsonian's hiding things could it be true yeah totally but could it not be true yeah definitely too um, but these, these giants seem to all have something in common and it's that, that Nordic thing going on. That is that big Nordic horn they're wielding all the time. If you know yeah, what I mean? And one, <laughs> one really important thing too, is like I said, statistically you get tall people, you get really tall people, three per million, um, is, is what seems to be the going rate for really tall people. Um, yeah. and there's what, 8 billion people in the world, uh, 7 billion, almost. 7 billion almost in the world. So you can do the math and figure out whatever that is. And um, how many, quite a, really, few. quite a few really tall people. But the interesting things about these burial mounds um, that they're talking about is it's one thing. Yeah. You're going to dig up really, really tall people. That's going to happen. But why are there eight of them together? That's the part that's weird. So it's like, there are tall people. There are um, uh, gigantism, which is a actual disease. Um, and then what, then there's, you know, mythology that brings things together. And then there's an actual race of giants and that's what they're trying to prove by the, you know, the fact that there's four of them. Cause you might have, mm. you know, I might have five kids and all of them are five, eight. And then there's one of them that's fucking eight feet tall. That's yeah. gigantism. Um, mm-hmm. so why are, why are there five of them buried together? That's the thing that's, that, that gives it some sort of credence. Okay. Interesting. Yep. And there's, and they're all in these mounds and they all have like sacrificial burial type situations. There are, you know, um, and, and perhaps again, they and were these... giant burial mounds of slain giants, much like piling up the bodies of your enemies. Yeah. Well, that would even give it, well, exactly. Maybe they were in a still, family. Maybe they, uh, they were like, Hey, we killed all these giants and now uh, we'll bury them all together, but we respect the giants because they're a worthy adversary. Yeah. But that still gives it some, you know, that still is supporting evidence to that. Like if they're being all put in one place, that gives it some sort of. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if they actually, if that is a, a slain giant burial mound, that definitely gives evidence that they're a giant. <laughs> right. That's what right. you mean. Yes, yeah. It does. it does add to the, the idea that there are giants and they're piling up a giant killing trophy burial mound. There's giants. You know? yeah, we think they were giants and had something to do with each other. Sure. I wanted to t- tap into uh, one or two more of the modern day examples that I found out with. And yeah. then we'll, I want to round it out a little bit with the idea that tapped into what you said is that one in every three million people will be a very large person. So I thought you were three in every one million. I'm sorry, three in every (laughs) one million. So much more. Really, though, (laughs) it it is it is many. It's more than double. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So. Uh, so I thought you're gonna bring this up for sure. I can't believe you didn't bring it up, especially when you brought up the idea of the giant having multiple fingers and two rows of teeth is the giant of Kandahar. Did you, did you not hear about this thing at all? This is the biggest conspiracy one I found. I saw the most videos on it and people are, they love it because it ties Kandahar. in, it ties into giants. It ties in modern times. So it's like, it happened recently. And then it ties in the United States government hiding it because it goes against what we understand about real life, man. And, they want to hide the truth from you because, I mean, just because it's not the way things are. 
I, I, that always seems strange to me that they would want to hide things just because they're different. If you want to hide things because it's ruining the the you know the order of shit, I understand that. Like, you can't tell people you're spying on them. That'll ruin it. The government hides that. If you tell them giants exist, I don't see how that dismantles the CIA. It's always weird to me that that would be like, that's the same. They have to hide it. Like, why wouldn't they just tell people? It's crazy. You know, I mean, they get more credence to the idea that they know this shit. That's Not a important. Good point. Well, but no, it is important. I mean, that's what I, I always I, think of. I, I'm like, I'm like, why? Like they always say, they don't want you to know. It'll, it'll upset the established order. They're not the Catholic but, Church in 1300. You can introduce new information and still have a chokehold on the planet. I don't yeah, and just because why. giants are real, it doesn't really affect. Doesn't change anything. Evolution it, at all, actually. I, no, and if anything, it actually takes away from your credibility because you're hiding plain facts that are amazing. Like I don't see why the benefit would be to hide that. Um, information yeah, obviously even, like i can see the aliens thing because there's so much more technologically advanced that mm. could do it but the idea of hiding like fossils and stuff is a complete it, there's no every time people are going to bring up conspiracy i'll listen if it's like what's in it for them if they can't even tell me what's in it for the people hiding it then it's impossible to comprehend they would hide it because it's so mm. difficult to hide these things and if they have no benefit to it besides well it's just not the way things are supposed to go. They want to maintain power. It'll never be enough for me. You have to have either financial incentive, status incentive. There has to be a reason why people do this shit or safety. And uh, hiding giant skeletons is not a matter of national security. So I don't know why they would want to fucking hide them. Especially not just hide them, but destroy the evidence of 3,000 of them. It seems completely absurd to me. Never before been done on record. Maybe done many times off record. I don't know but just wacky that that would happen. So the giant of Kandahar, the giant of Kandahar is a story that happens in 2002 in Afghanistan. Our uh, historians of the podcast will know that one year before that, something happened that sent a lot of military to Afghanistan uh, quickly following that event. So America invades Afghanistan after 9-11. We got soldiers all over there. Kandahar is one of the, the cities in Afghanistan. And, there is a story, and it goes a lot like the story about how they hid the skeletons of a group of special forces. Now, I looked at a couple of sources. I couldn't figure out what branch of special forces they were, but bear with I me. I love how in these stories, the special forces are always involved. Like in the UFO cover-up in Antarctica, like Navy yeah. SEAL was in Antarctica. Special came across, forces. <laughs> Navy SEAL in Antarctica comes across UFO is a, is a whistleblower. It's like, why? Okay, it just makes it going. cooler, right? It just makes that, it, it makes if it's it just a regular guy, it's like, ah, but this guy's a special forces. You know? Yeah, the special forces, trained observers came across a giant. Anyways, go on. So no, so they didn't, out of the multiple videos I saw, they didn't actually specify what special forces branch it was. I'm guessing it'd be the Rangers or something if you're in the middle of Kandahar. Don't know. Uh, so anyways, the group, a group comes upon, um, you know, doing their usual patrols out in the boonies. They come a tr a, upon a cave and as they're investigating it, because, you know, a lot of times people were actually residing in caves in Afghanistan as a, as a shelter, especially people who were, um, you know, part of the, you know, running Taliban or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people who want to not be hanging out in a city, you know, they do it. So they check out the cave and upon checking out this cave, they find um, a man who has red hair uh, and he is 12 feet tall and weighs uh, 1100 pounds. What? So not even close to a size of one of those bricks or a sea dragon, but, but pretty big for a human 1100 pounds. I mean, that's my 1100 pound life, 12 feet tall. <laughs> And uh, he was wielding a spear and he had red hair. So imagine a giant ginger uh, wielding a spear in Afghanistan. And he, this is where the story gets good, though. 
he goes on to impale one of the uh, special forces guys with his spear. It's already doing better than anyone else would do with the spear. Go ahead, go into Kandahar right now with a spear and see how many um, special forces you can kill with that thing. I'd say less than zero might be my number, but he is 12 feet tall. Who knows? Um, after the, uh, a 30 second firefight, which is a long time for a firefight with one person, especially when everyone uh, fully outfitted with assault rifles. Um, that's a while for a firefight, especially when only one person has a spear and everyone else has guns. They kill him. They kill the uh, this giant person. And of course, they're not stupid, right? This is a big deal. This is obviously isn't one of the members of the uh, Mujahideen. This is a giant. We got to tell our CEO. So they tell the, the higher ups and they obviously they tell him to keep on the hush hush. This is going to shake, you know, the nature of what we understand about people. There's a giant living in Afghanistan. So they decide to bring the body back to America for scientific purposes, they have to employ uh, a large aircraft, which we spoke about briefly earlier. <laughs> this one happens to be a C-130, but I mean, it's giant. You can't just put the guy in a jet blue flight. Also, he's a corpse now. So they brought him on the plane. That, I, I guess they weighed him beforehand. That's how they know how much he weighed. Um, 12 feet, 100, <laughs> 1,100 pounds rather. And uh, they said that he smelled very badly, the dead body of the giant did, which I love. That. That's also a funny thing. It's like, oh, he smelled terrible. Like he didn't shower. Also, he's a corpse. That's going to smell pretty bad either way. And they said he smelled like a corpse, which I thought was a good little odd. indicator of the very dead odd. body. He's probably like real then. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, I think you know where this is going. I mean, we, we, uh, it never landed. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's been a black operation ever since. So there's no record of uh, it, them ever studying it and for all intents and purposes, it was brought back to America, and those men were told never to talk about this again, and they swept it all under the rug. So that giant of Kandahar is probably in Davy Jones' locker right next to Osama bin Laden's body. Or they threw him in the ocean so they'd hide him from us. So, I mean, I mean, you believe what you want to believe, but I mean, these are special forces guys, and one of them yeah. told the story, and he was there apparently in 2002, which and I imagine he's sure. probably in his 40s by now because that was a while ago. I wonder if we can get him on the pod. Uh, he was on a major radio show. That's why I know about this. <laughs> and that's why everyone else did, did all the crazy YouTube videos about it. But, you know, I had fun telling the story. But it's, uh, it's I mean, even if some of it is true about something happening in Afghanistan, it's just such bullshit. Oh, yeah. Also, he had, he had two rows of teeth. He had six fingers. Very much like the story that you told uh, happening in the 1800s. The same exact thing for this guy. I forgot to mention that, too. Besides him being huge, he had the two rows of teeth. A lot of these giant stories have the six fingers, two rows of teeth, which also leads me to believe that it might be perhaps fabricated a little bit if you're doing stories from 100 years ago. Whenever you're taking up with an idea to fit the narrative you already have, it kind of seems made up because it's just too close to be true. Why doesn't he have seven fingers? Why doesn't he have one row of teeth? It's like, mm. eh, maybe he, maybe it just worked out that way, but it seems a little suspect for me. I do have the, the closest I could find them because I do feel a little bit beholden when I'm being the skeptic all the time to find well, be honest and try to find the closest you can to what it actually would be. Don't just be a contrarian. It's too easy. It's too much fun. So I did find one that was the closest I could find, and it's in Namibia. You know where Namibia is? That is in the middle of Africa, just a little bit north of Rwanda. That's exactly right. I actually didn't know where it was. I knew it was in Africa, but I did have to look up where it was. That is where it is. I, I pulled that right out of my ass. It's perfect. It could well, be. It's I don't think it's. In I don't think it's next to Rwanda, but it is, it is in Africa. <laughs> I said. I said just north into the left, just a little bit north of Rwanda, and it's called uh, Namibia. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll pull up the map for the folks. I, yeah, I mean, I, look, I looked it up earlier. I couldn't tell you exactly where, where it is, uh, running, but I do believe it's in Central Africa, right? Oh, I'm way wrong. It is It is literally touching South Africa. Oh, so it, it's in South Africa. I thought it was yep. more towards like the center of it. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's, it's directly west of Botswana and directly northwest of South Africa. Gotcha. So that kind of does tie us together a little bit with our footprint from earlier that was in South Africa, I imagine, right? The one, the uh, it does. The, the oh, it's all coming together now. It's all. Can coming you believe together. this? See, that's all. That's all evidence I need. Two yep, two yep. points that are coincidentally in the same conversation. Three thousand miles away from that footprint, we found more giants. <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> fucking beautiful. Uh, so they found a femur bone there uh, not too long ago, and it's in a mine in Namibia called the Berg Aukus mine. And the, so the femur bone is larger than any, you know, modern human's bone is. And because of, you know, archaeology and the study of, you know, skeletal structures, that's how we know that in general, most humans today, because of our, um, because of our genetics and because of our, you know, enhanced nutrition, and we're much more healthy and stable and growing as, than people were back then, uh, that it's much larger than even one, even a modern human would be today, which is strange. It's dated to be around the earliest times of uh, humans existing. So around the same time as Neanderthals as well. So we're talking like the earliest times we talk about like pre-ancient history, like modern, when humans became what we know as humans. For and reference, found, yeah. still cigarettes, not the jewel yet. Hence the health problems. Exactly right. Yeah, we're healthier now because we have the jewel. Mm. Back then they're still smoking tobacco. Exactly. They're still smoking the wacky tobacco. So, so they, so the guy that I saw research it, he, he's an expert on uh, skeleton structures and he, he writes papers basically based on like finding things like this. And, uh, but what he decided, and a lot of people are kind of saying that it doesn't seem like it's much more evidence than just the femur, but it, it was pretty convincing. The idea that it was either a very skinny and weirdly shaped Neanderthal for it to be this large of a bone, because even though they were shorter than humans, they were much stockier. So their leg bones were actually larger than ours, even though they were shorter mm -hmm. because of just the sheer size of them. Their, their proportions were different than us. So mm -hmm. that works to how you can build your body up. So if it was actually human bone, it would put them, uh, I, I think, well over eight feet tall if that was that. So that actual evidence dated to the correct time of a femur that was for a person that must have been, if they were human and not you know, some a Neanderthal that we don't understand uh, its structure, it would be someone who's a giant, in other words, it's an eight mm -hmm. foot tall person in times before people were even, you know, able to grow beyond five foot, you know, most people were below five foot eight at the time. So it would have been a real giant and they, they had the information there. But that does seem to be more tied into what you said before, it's three in a million. And I, I think that ultimately, when it comes to giants being found, I think that is more the story. It comes from the word of mouth of seeing something big and imagining it bigger. And it comes from the real genetic condition of gigantism. There must've been thousands and thousands of people over the years in ancient China, Mesopotamia, Japan, whatever, who had gigantism and their pituitary gland is formed in such a way where it never stops giving you human growth hormone and all of the hormones you need to keep your body expanding and growing. That's supposed to shut down after puberty and settle in. But their bodies, the way that they're born, they never shut that down. So they keep growing and growing and growing perpetually. And that's why most people who have gigantism don't make it past the age of 40 because 
even if you're as healthy as can be, your body is outgrowing itself. The human body is not built to carry on that much weight, that much structure. Like you said before, even just the blood flow, nerve endings, the taller you get disproportionately to your body, it just doesn't work out anymore, which brought me to all the people with gigantism in the modern age. And I figured, well, if this person existed in the year 1000, they would be a giant. They're only two feet taller than the tallest person you know, but that's still the biggest person you could imagine. And I can see that most people would say that is a giant. I've seen a giant. They don't have to be 12 feet tall and lift the boulder for me to say that person was a giant. And the most exciting thing you saw all day was when your cheap threw up. And if someone that's eight feet tall, you're not going to forget that. And when you tell people about it, you're not going to say he was eight feet tall. You're going to say he was a giant and I don't have a ruler because it hasn't been invented yet. He was gigantic. He could have ate my head. He must have been 30 roosters tall, you know? Like it, I can definitely see people saying that's what a giant is, which made me think of who's the tallest person to ever have lived that we know about. You're here with this guy? Um, I, I've There are Robert Wadlow, that guy. Exactly right. Yeah, Robert he's, Wadlow. He's yeah. pretty fucking huge. Just for reference, I, I've, I, when I worked at Target, um, was the worst eight months of my whole life. I remember nothing. What yeah. happens when you're in trauma mode? Hard I it. God, I fucking hate Target. Joe worked there too. Um, First job. Shaq, Shaq came in. Oh, this is when he lived in uh, Stowe, right? Because I think when he, was, when he was on the Celtics, oh, he lived in Sudbury. Yeah, he lived mm-hmm. in Massachusetts for a while. I know that yeah. so, someone I knew saw him uh, at the Wayside Inn with him and his girlfriend at the time, which was, was like the five chick. foot nothing. Yeah, it was the chick who had won the reality show Flavor of Love when she got a chance to date Flavor Flav from Public Enemy. She had uh, won that. They broke up with Flavor Flav and she started dating Shaq. Yeah, uh, he came in and bought towels and he was... So you saw you, him actually in person. I was I was one foot from him. He went to he went to the register next to me. You're one foot from him. Oh, uh yeah, he. It, I, I. There's a picture. The picture of me, like that, I saw. Like I'm. I'm checking out somebody else while he's. Like you can see the back of me because he was. If right I was you, me. I'd be checking Shaq out the whole time. I'd be I did check Shaq out the whole time. I. I it was amazing. <laughs> I know. I, but you, you also you, didn't want. You mean it's checking out in a retail sense? I yeah, I know. But you didn't want to like be like, you know. And he's, he's just trying to live his life, trying to buy towels, you know. But he was yeah. so goddamn. You, unless you see someone that tall, like in real life, not like on the court, you know. Yeah. Um, um, like he's in the aisle that everyone else is in. He's taller than the aisles. Like yeah, you can see over all the shelves. You can see over everything. And I was like, holy shit! Like it's terrifying how tall he was. I was like, mm. wow. And he's what seven one? I think two? he's seven six or maybe seven three, something like that. He's over seven feet tall, uh, but not by much. He was very tall, and it was amazing. It was like what? So. And that's you as a modern human who even knows who Shaquille O'Neal is. And you're still blown away by that discrepancy by how much bigger he is. I just imagine that's gone over generations of humans and the whole part of giant lore is just seeing people this big. I just is the same as seeing someone who's has any genetic condition. You might call them all kinds of names in the past. You don't understand what they are, whether they're possessed or they're cursed or whatever. It yeah. Just, it ties all in. And then we look back at it now and we go, oh, see, that guy was cursed. He had, you know, the devil's hand or something. Go, well, no, the person had a genetic condition. Now we call it that, but we know better now. Uh, it's strange to tie that together to be some kind of magical thing when we know better than that. And so, even for me, though, like before you carry on, like um, okay. if I were to describe my experience, it'd be like, that's a 10 foot tall person. Like I'm 100% sure. Like yeah, I know yeah. better to say that, but in my mind, I go 10 feet. Like 
he was taller than the aisles. Like, and especially yeah, imagine if I was imagine, like that, yeah. imagine if I was my sister who's a five one, she'd be like thirty feet. Yeah, that's exactly. Huge, right? If you're a kid, you know? you'd be like, that's an you're actual a kid, giant. Be, oh, especially a kid. Yeah, you're like, that is a a a, a C five super galaxy. You know, like that's as big as that. Clearly, yeah, yeah that's no a, question. Easily like, three hundred thousand pounds for sure. Yeah, yeah, easily, no problem. So, um, yeah, go back on Robert Wadlow. Yeah, so Robert, uh, so Robert Wadlow. Uh, so he was the tallest man that we know of on record that, that they've been measured. And he had the same condition, gigantism. Um, he was from America. And it's actually a man who uh, lives uh, in the modern day. I don't know if he's passed away, unfortunately, but within the last couple of years, he lived in Ukraine who has the same condition, who was currently the tallest man in the world. But this man, uh, he, he was alive a while back in the early 1900s into the uh, mid 1900s. So there's pictures of him. You can see photos of him. It's, he's not that not that long ago. But this man was eight foot tall and eleven inches, so nearly nine feet tall. So you know, on the in the uh, all the articles, they just probably just wrote nine feet, right? Because I mean, come on, eight eleven. You're basically there. So he's eight foot eleven, and he weighed four hundred and thirty nine pounds, which is pretty heavy for a person. I mean, that's like the biggest lineman in the NFL probably weigh you know close to four hundred pounds. Um, and this guy was 439 pounds, but like you said earlier about the, uh, the skeletons, skinny, skinny guy, just mm-hmm. gigantically tall. If you're that big, you're just going to weigh more just because of the amount of your body that's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's all kinds of, I'll throw a picture up from this pictures of him, just like head and shoulders, literally above everybody. Not just, you know, <laughs> oh, he's so much taller. Like, I mean, he could just, you know, put people next to him. He looks like a giant cause he is a giant. And, um, unfortunately, because of all the things we talked about earlier, where the, the human body is not built to do that. And he had a pituitary gland issue with HGH is pumping through his veins every day. He keeps growing and he keeps growing. He unfortunately died at the age of 22, uh, which is so young. And he was just this massive dude. I mean, if he could have kept living, he would have been over 10 feet tall. If he kept growing at that pace, if you could keep him alive, just because his body wouldn't stop Uh, by the age of nine years old, I believe he was over six feet tall. So, I mean, I can't imagine being that large as a kid. So good for his mom. When he came out of the womb, he wasn't very large at all. He was a baby size. It's the problem that once you light the spark, you keep growing and growing and growing. You never get any smaller. And I got to put a picture of his shoes up too, because it looks like they have it next to a regular shoe and it looks like a, a shoe and a chair. <laughs> <laughs> this big leather giant fucking thing. It looks like an actual chair. So this, this man was huge. Uh, unfortunately, he must have had a host of health issues from you know, blood pressure, I'd imagine was a nightmare. He probably got dizzy just standing up from the amount of time. And, uh, but he unfortunately died of getting infected in his left ankle. But I'd imagine that was just kind of keeping on the last scoop of ice cream to this um, litany of medical problems this poor guy had, especially um, in the mid 1900s. And before that, it's just tough. It's even tough now. The guy who lived in Ukraine, who I don't know if he's dead or not, but he was uh, I think he was 19 or 20 when I last saw the, the videos about him. And yeah, he was having a difficult time surviving like every day you wake up your feet are aching you barely can live you're crouching over all the time to live your life and it's just a, it's a rough condition but i tend to think that that's that's what's happened in history and even though that he is eight foot eleven so the tallest person that's ever existed on record and we do have the benefit of modern you know supplements and you know food health and things like that that make you be able to grow bigger and stronger and drink your milk and all that I think it's definitely possible people could have existed over eight feet for thousands of years and they would probably be an um, amazing story. And if you found their skeletons, 
it'd be something else. I don't mm. think it's out of the question at all that that's been happening forever because the condition he had is not contingent on the time period that he lived in. If your pituitary gland has that same issue, you will grow to that size as long as you don't die. And I think because of modern medicine, he probably lived to 22. He might've died in his teens, but I don't think it's out of the question that could have existed all the time. And that, as we head into our, uh, our conclusion here, is, uh, seems to be my taste on what giants are. Besides just a very cool, fun concept to talk about, I think that the reality of giants in the world has something to do with, um, like, like everything we talk about, it has to do with humanity and the human brain and how we perceive things. Yeah, and, and a lot of the cover-up um, of, say, that this is the case for these red-haired people or whatever the giants are in history. Easy go, um, uh, as a lot of things we talk about, it was stigmatized by Christianity hmm. in some way, shape, or form that this is not acceptable or they're the devil or whatever it is. So if you find them in the basement in a bunch of different places around the world in the 1800s, yeah, it, it might be because of similar things like the witch hunts. You know, they go, "This okay, giants in the Bible, yeah. they were they were the devils. Um, we can't be having them. So if they're walking around, people go, oh my God, this is terrible. And it's just some nice fucking guy who did not choose to be this tall yeah. you know um yeah the there's, there's a lot robert of... where uh, the gentle giant and a young giant everyone thought he was the nicest guy he's just trying to live his life yeah yeah exactly he's not uh he, he understands this crazy but crazy tall but it's um just just try, he's just just like everyone else you know yeah that's nuts it's really something but, but yeah um, so but... i mean so what do you think as far as uh what was your conclusion on, on giants? Cause I have kind of a, a thought in my head about why the giants have existed in all these different cultures and where I was so fascinated with the idea of it uh, beyond just what we talked about with people being born that way. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the real question I think is, is, was there, is there a separate race of giants? I think that's the really tough question we're trying to ask ourselves. Interesting. Um, so let me know about that. Yeah. I think that's because like, it's very obvious people again, three per million um, is the going rate for people who are, who are tall like that. Um, we know yeah. that's a thing, but is there a race of people who is not a disability? Like these people are almost better off. Yeah, like in, or in their longer. genetic code, they're built to be that large. It's not. Yeah. Like anomaly. if they have children, they're going to be tall too. Like that sure. type of thing. Yeah. Like thinking about that's... a Neanderthal being shorter than us versus a uh, homo sapien, we're going to be taller yeah. on average. Our whole entire species is taller. So is yep. there a species of humanoids that are just naturally taller altogether. Yeah, we're talking the ones that are the conspiracies, the six, the extra appendages mixed with the dual rows of teeth, the red hair, the, that type yeah. of stuff. Um, is that a thing? I mean, my my inkling tells me yes because of the periodicals collections. Yeah. Um, something's up with that. I mean, it's too weird. And um, that's that's what I think. And then also, anytime you go before like pre-bible stuff there's so that's where all the history is that we just it's really hard to identify we think the pyramids were built this time but do we know that no so i, don't, I would say i'm pretty convinced uh, but i i think that there's this is not as wildly popular as a topic as a lot of the other conspiracies out there but there's also a lot of evidence that this could be something hmm. there's yeah. something to it i think that there's something to this um Again, I, I firmly believe this went to aliens too, but like this, this one too, this, there's, there's the only thing against, there's a lot of things against it, but one of them is that, that nobody can produce any of these bones right now. 
from what Always I've read. Always the hitch, right? You don't have the evidence. The or evidence... you do have it, but we just can't show you right now because mm -hmm. X reason or Y reason. Yeah, so we'll, we'll give this one some time, see where this develops over the years. But um, yeah, I want to finish this book and see what's up with that. But it's it's very interesting because it's why is there so many accounts of this in newspapers from the 18, 1900s? Like it's yeah, it is undeniably a little something. that many. There's a yeah, lot of them, sure. yeah. And they're from, it's. I mean, like literally they're in the Boston Globe, you know? reputable sources nothing really to gain from that like it's not a breaking story it's just it's weird oh, there's weird. something to gain from it it's pretty interesting to put in the paper yeah 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 so that's that's all i've got on giants and um yeah no that's that's interesting for sure i i think i i'm obviously as usual i am much less convinced than you are but the amount of stories like you said um and also just the Things like that fossilized uh, femur and things like that, and not fossilized, just the found femur. It does convince me more that like there is could very well be these stories are true about people who are larger than normal. Um, unlike some things we talk about that I just I throw them out entirely. Like, There's no evidence for it. I wish there was. There isn't. There is evidence, you know, to some degree that that, that this could be a possibility, but like most of what we talk about, you, it does lose me when you tip over the scales to things like. And all the evidence is hidden or there's a separate race of people. Like, I don't think it necessarily needs to be a separate race of people. I mean, I can produce, like I said, we can find a skeleton that large right now. And I can tell you it's a different race, but really it's the same exact race as you. And if you checked your DNA, it would be so close. You'd have to have a forensic scientist be able to tell you apart. It would be, you'd be identical. This man is eight foot 11 and he would have the DNA that looks exactly the same as yours, that mm -hmm. person. So if there's a person who's nine feet tall, we find their bones. I don't have any reason to believe that they have to be a separate race than me. He could very well mm. be the same issue as this person had. We have tangible evidence for him. We have pictures of him. We have, you know, data that they were watching him since he was a child. He was crazy. So I think it has more to do with that. And I think that the giants in, in the sense of that do exist and they have existed for a long time and they've fascinated people. But I think that ties more into our idea of giants as a concept. And that's why it existed on each part of the world altogether. I don't think that all the stories of giants have to do with the finding of these eight foot tall people who maybe had gigantism or maybe seemed larger perhaps than they were like Goliath. I'd imagine was probably maybe a six foot tall man who weighed 200 pounds in the Philistine army at that time, that dude was a fucking giant. He probably would have been the biggest person you ever saw in your life. And he probably was the same size as an NBA point guard. But at the time and you're David, you're five foot one, you weigh nothing. This man's a giant. I'd imagine that's most of what the story is. Um, but why giants? Why does every single culture have it? I mean, you know, every culture has their own unique kind of weird mythological things that aren't always existing. Uh, but giants seem to be pretty ubiquitous. I think it does have to do with that innate fear that all humans have in us. It's built in. The same fear is built into all animals uh, that are prey and that's to be consumed your fear of being eaten alive and being hunted down i i know it sounds wild but that's why you people report all around the world having dreams about drowning or suffocating and being eaten being chased by monsters the things that go bump in the night the boogeyman the thing your people can't protect you against the wolves in the woods when it's dark out the howl of the woods you know, the saber-toothed tiger coming to get you, it's built into us. And the people who didn't think that way are all dead and they never got laid anyways. So the, the DNA is not going on. You're dead. The people who are living now for a million years, you know, from early apes 
We understand that you should be afraid of being consumed and attacked and eaten alive. And that is inherently a big part of Giants for us. It's bigger than you. It's stronger than you. And it wants to kill you. And that's just such an innate fear of people. If you combine that in with the idea of growing up, I mean, when are you the most afraid of being eaten by a monster? When me, for me rather, it was when I was a kid. Everyone in the world is a human that you know. They're all bigger than you. They're stronger than you. And it instills this idea of fear in them. You respect them. Most people are your family. You love them. But you just know that there's people that exist that are much bigger than you. Not like the fact that I'm different height than someone else. Like when you're a child, someone who's six feet tall is a giant to you. And I think that that innate feeling of being small and, you know, understanding the world is like a scary place combined with the fact that we're just, we're, we're prey animals and we are, have a fear of being consumed. I think that's a big reason why giants catch on so much around the world, no matter where you are, is that we all have this idea that there's a big, you know, man or woman, a giant monster who's going to get me and they're going to eat me. And it's just an innate fear. That's, that's my thought on, on giants just to wrap things up. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I, I wouldn't think it's too different now. You just made me think like, you know, playing basketball and being five, five, eight and being in someone who's six, five, it's like yeah. that, that person could show you. Then, then, then imagine me versus Shaq in a fight. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not even in, I mean, basketball, Shaq could destroy you. Imagine him being like, I'm, I'm going to try like to eat a, you. Or like, we're, we're going to get in a fist fight. I'd be like, yeah. Um, I got to find another method to get to, to win this one. Like I can't just traditionally you punch get you creative. In. Yeah. You're yeah. Get creative. Yeah. It's like, that's a giant. And if you're huge, you stick out. Yep. People notice. They notice and they're scared of you. And they, yeah, again, like you said, if you're just used to just your goats, then you see that happen. And someone is, you know, seven, eight feet tall. You're like, that's a, a news person. That's a giant, something yeah. else. So, For sure. Well, that's all I got, Joe. That's all I got too. I mean, I, like you said, like everything else, we'll keep our ears open and see if there's any new uh, evidence coming out about it. But that's Giants. I thought it'd be a bit of a fun topic for this week. I think this is, is this our 10th episode? This is our 10th episode. Pretty good. A little, uh, little decade. Number 10. Yeah. Little short 10. milestone for us. It was an awesome 10th episode. Yeah. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. We're happy to have our 10th and stay posted next week and always keep us uh, in the loop for what you want to hear from us too because we always look for ideas. Fee fi fo fum. Like and subscribe and tell a friend. That's the Dylan Joe podcast, guys. See you next week. There's a lot of copper in Minnesota. Not and enough what- robbers. <laughs> what did? Giant Salem toothbrushes. This brush is Giant- far too large for a normal person. <laughs> giant crocs all the stuff that you find back then you know but giant bow tie well now that was just from a clown that was a mistake (laughs) where am i going with this can i guess sure you can guess again i can't think of anyone else (laughs) why did you ask to guess (laughs) you had something loaded up Giants that were over eight feet tall, that's where I get crazy. Like, I mean, 30 feet, yeah, I did. That was so loud. Um, <laughs>